What's up, everybody? It's your draft queens, Kate and Michelle, and most officially, Michelle. This episode that we are about to record is the last thing that you will hear from us about football on Football Fridays before we're at the Super Bowl. Holy shit. I know. It's crazy. It's literally crazy. It's January 28th. I don't know where January went. I spent it mostly buried in snow and beer Mm -hmm. with you. With you, actually. That's right. Not a bad... Not a bad month. Uh, I did a lot of screaming at my television um, for all things football. And frankly, I think that will continue until February the 13th. So Mm -hmm. that won't change. That's absolutely right. And, you know, it seems to me that while we're about to get into our conference championships and Super Bowl contenders in just a second, that there will be, at least in the eastern seaboard of the United States, we're going to get a big old snowstorm potentially this weekend. So everyone, after Saturday snows like a foot, we'll all be stuck indoors watching football. And you know what? I am just fucking fine with that. And there is nothing wrong with that, Uh everybody. (laughs) There is nothing wrong with that at all. I'm right there with you. That is absolutely right. Well, do you want to get into football or or how are you feeling? We should just go ahead and talk about it, I guess. I think we need to get into it. I do do know that we have a lot of football things to talk through, but I did want to see if you had your just one thing before we get into all things football because I know you've had a little bit of a – rough afternoon I don't want this to be like a therapy session or force you to talk about anything you don't want to but also like do you just need to get it off your chest real quick before we talk about all things football yeah I probably should because I'm (laughs) I uh oh boy um I have had a long afternoon (laughs) and for anyone who's listening who has kids or puppies my kitties and puppies are cats. I have two of my cats. You've heard about them on the mic before. Many times, yes. Many, many, many times. And so if you've listened to this show and you know the cat who looks at himself in the mirror from time to time <laughs> when we're recording, which so vain. it pretty much happens every Friday episode at this point, um, that cat is having some gastrointestinal issues this afternoon. It's a, it's a very, it's a very, I'm glad that's the way that you put it. I know you don't really want to get too deep into it. So before we get into football, I will just say, Kate, sometimes shit happens. You just got to move on. You just got to move on and talk about football. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he's uh, he's heading to the vet in just a few minutes with my partner. We will see how that goes. But shit does happen, <laughs> most literally. And I've had a wicked day. So I am so relieved to be talking about football and not about shit. So, that said, last week's games were fucking insane. Excuse, but don't excuse my friends. Yeah, yeah, we should talk about those games real quick and do like, yeah, we should do a recap of those games. I mean, okay. First of all, every single game went down to like the very end. Like, literally everything was a walk-off. Three of the four were were game-ending field goals kick kicked as time expired Mm -hmm. one went into overtime and there were 25 points scored in the last two minutes unbelievable this has to go down as like the most historic week of divisional championship games ever in my opinion it has to i think you i would totally agree this was one of the more fun ones that i mean every year i'm like ooh, playoffs are fun whatever there's a game that sucks there's a game that's great there's a game that's in the middle not this year not not this year this year this year 
let's go one by one, right? I'm wearing my Titan shirt today because this is the last day I can wear it. <laughs> and represent the big fat loss that was the Titans Bengals. It was the first, well, it wasn't the first game of the weekend, but it's the first one on our list here. And it was the first game of the weekend. It was it was Saturday, not Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was the very first game last weekend. That's right, because I tried to block the rest of football out of my memory. Sunday <laughs> was very sad because I was sitting around the TV with a big old L. But I'm wearing my Titans shirt today in solidarity. I there obviously I'm learning my lesson year over year. Never take the Titans over anyone in the playoffs. If you make a bet <laughs> out loud, they're going to lose. Um, but they were one of two number one seeds who got picked off in in the very first game of the weekend yeah yeah I mean so that game literally as we said that went down to a game-winning field goal uh the Bengals have a rookie kicker he looked super strong Evan McPherson yeah yeah we won't get too deep into it because I don't want to rile you up but like Ryan Tannehill single-handedly destroyed that game for the Titans in my personal opinion how many picks can you throw at the worst possible times it's, you know, it just was bad. And they had Derrick Henry back. He did get in the end zone. But, like, the man can't carry the whole team. So No, he can't, nor should he. And I would also I would also say that Derrick Henry's backup, Devonta Foreman, looked amazing as a yeah, number two. He, he's learned a thing or two from Derrick Henry, that's for sure. I mean, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, they were, they were catching the ball. They were not fundamental mistakes aside from Ryan Tannehill, who threw an interception as the first throw of the game the first throw of the half and the last play of the game, which led to the field goal that Evan McPherson put the nail in the coffin. Brutal, brutal, brutal loss for the Titans. But we all know on this show that I love Joey B and Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase. So very happy to see the Bengals move on. Uh, You know, look, I think this team is full of stars. They're eager. They're young. They're excited. And I literally can't Mm -hmm. wait to see them play the Chiefs this weekend. Um, Speaking of number one seeds that were knocked out last week, I can proudly say that the Packers were knocked out. And I know we both picked the Packers. We really didn't think that the 49ers could take them down, but they did. And honestly, I'm kind of happy to have seen it happen. I'm thrilled about it. Um, (laughs) I thought it was probably of the games of the weekend, in my opinion, uh, it was another, again, it was like Robbie Gould at the very end with a field goal, like another nail biter. This one to me... More so than the Titans-Bengals, which I had expected in some faction. Packers losing to the Niners, that was unexpected. That was the shocker of the weekend. I totally agree. Totally unexpected. Uh, You know, there was a lot of defense in that game. Um, Crazy thing, as you mentioned, Robbie Gould, I I saw on social media, like, this guy, so, you know, they played at Lambeau. It's really fucking cold. It's really windy. He's know what you're gonna his, say. He's taking his warm-ups as the Packers are like announcing the team and the team's like running out of the, the locker room and running onto the field, and he's literally practicing kicking his field goals like over them while they're fucking running out of the, the locker yeah, room. He's fucking focused. He is focused, it's cr- it's laser, crazy. laser focused. Uh crazy, crazy, crazy. I loved seeing that. I also should mention if we're talking about social media, just to go back for a second, but Did you hear how Joey B for the Bengals Titans game um, had to just audible like three or four play calls in a row because his headset went dead? Did you hear that? Yes. That was kind of wild too. Like all these little nuances of behind the scenes. These nuggets are super fun. 
I, uh, I'm very happy to see the 49ers moving on as well. Good for you, Jimmy G. Kate and I both got that pick wrong last yeah. week. We did not, we did not believe in you. Sorry, but there, there you have it. You took the Packers down. And honestly, there must be something to be said for home field advantage for the first week off. I, I kind of think that the, I think the buy set people back a little bit. And yeah. and these teams both had momentum coming into it. The Bengals. Definitely had momentum. The 49ers had momentum, but I honestly thought they had peaked. But you know what? They haven't yet. So there you go. They got those fresh legs. I mean, maybe there's something to be said for that. Um, There you go. Similarly, although these were a pair of fresh legs that just didn't deliver, and I found it to be shocking, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the reigning Super Bowl champs, who I thought they were from the beginning of our season, they were one of my picks at least from the AFC or the NFC yeah. rather to take it all the way. Not the case. No, that game was very stressful to watch. Uh, it almost ended in the sort of, you know, 28 to three kind of thing that happened with the Patriots and the mm-hmm. Falcons all those years ago. If there's ever a guy that you can't count out, it is Tom Brady. They did make a run at the end of the game. I cannot believe the Bucks could leave Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup! Cooper, Cooper fucking Cup. Cup. Like, how are you not all over this guy like white on rice for the last play of the game? Like, what are you doing? I don't know, but it was a 70-yard bomb to Cooper Cup, wide open in the, in the at the end of the field, and just a waltz into the red zone. Insane. I got to say, you know, uh, props to the Bucks for making a run at the end. Big props to the Rams, D, because I think they were scaring the shit out of Tom Brady, and he mm-hmm. just could not get a handle on that game. And honestly, I, I after what I'm seeing, I, I kind of just, I think that's the end for Tom. I think we've seen the end. There's a, I do. We may have to do a larger episode about that. Maybe next week. We maybe, will. Maybe we sometime will. after the season is over. But yeah. I do think that there is something to be said there because it's starting to feel like the Grim Reaper is coming. Um, which actually is a perfect segue if you saw this on social media. But if, lest we forget, the fourth and final game of last weekend, which was the Chiefs-Bills. This game kills me. There is a quote when the Chiefs were down, what, 24 points? Something like that. Like, a lot. Or or something. There were 25 points that were scored. They were down by a handful. Let's call it a touchdown or so. I don't remember the exact box scores from every quarter. But Chiefs are down. Uh, they've got a two-minute drill, three-minute drill, something to that end. Andy Reid goes up to Patrick Mahomes and says to his face, be the Grim Reaper. Did you hear this? Stop. No. <laughs> it was even pithier. It was like, if if they're coming for the dead, be the Grim Reaper. What? In that, if you are feeling like we are down and out, you are not. Go kill them type thing wow no i did not see that this game was fucking insane i've never seen like a better offensively played football game yeah i am so sad that the bills lost i really really wanted to see the bills go i do firmly believe that the bills deserved to go Mm -hmm. and this gets me into my next rant is like the overtime rules for the nfl are Mm -hmm. dog shit they're dog shit like This was a huge gonna, problem. I'm going to I'm going to go off for 2 seconds about this. Go ahead. My my one my first main issue with the overtime rules are that during the regular season they allow games to end in a tie. 
I'm sorry, I've said this before, in professional sports, there should be no ties. Figure it out, there has to be a winner and a loser. Mm -hmm. They allow, right? So that's my problem with with the OT rules during the regular season. Okay. In the postseason, they change it. Obviously, there cannot be a tie because somebody has to advance to the next round. So that whole, like, tie situation, that goes away. They play until somebody, like, wins, even if they trade the field goal, whatever, right? right. Like, th- that can't end in a tie. So, okay, that, that makes me feel better. What doesn't make me feel better is this sudden death bullshit. So the Bills play their heart out. And I'm not saying the Chiefs didn't play a great mm-hmm. game either. Yes. Clearly they did. But the Bills play their fucking hearts out to get this thing. Th- this, the end of the game is crazy. It goes to OT. Yep, You're like, yep. okay, great. Clean slate. Let's flip this. But then, like, I, I just don't agree with sudden death. Like, I just don't think that it's fair that, like, a team could lose the, toy, lose the coin toss. Mm-hmm. The, the team that wins the coin toss, which, by the way, is luck. It has nothing to fucking do with playing football. Mm-hmm. Th- that team can score a touchdown, and then that's it. That's it. I, I, Why is that fair? Uh, no. How is that fair? And like, what if the like, how come if the Chiefs had only kicked a field goal, then the Bills get the ball back? Like, why? What? I I think that there need this needs to be reevaluated because I feel like this rule changed when we were growing up. This was not a it rule. Did, yes, was not it a did rule. change. It did change at some point. We'll we'll have to do a little more research and look into this. We can do it now, but like, I just. This this doesn't make sense to me. It it really doesn't, and I don't think that's a fair way for someone's season to end. I just I just don't. And and don't the either. crazy thing is is this did happen to the Chiefs a few years ago. So it's like the Chiefs have been on the the shit end of the stick too. They were just on the winning side of the stick this time around. Yeah, it's very true. But I I generally though do not like the fucking rule. Why is this a rule? I completely I, agree. I don't get it. If any uh, we could all honestly probably do a whole episode on what the fuck these overtime rules are because I think it's bullshit. I would have watched another half an hour of the game. Let them fucking keep playing. Yeah, I just like, it's so weird to me. I think they definitely need to reassess it. I hate that things end in ties. I hate that that a team season comes to, you know, a screeching stop because they lost a coin toss. Like, I just don't, I just don't think that's the way that it should be. I think these guys play way too hard all season for, you know, Josh Allen to call tails in its heads and like your fucking season ends. Like, that's just not, they should play a full other quarter, maybe it's not a 15-minute quarter. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's maybe it's a seven-minute quarter because you don't want to overdo it. But, like, they should play a seven-minute quarter all the way out. And whoever wins at the end of that. or I. Anyway, this is more than two minutes of me ranting about it. But it's all to say some, it needs to be fixed. Yeah, and, um, you know, hats off to the Bills. I really very much enjoyed that game. I enjoyed all the games. Last week was a good week for football. Um, I did. This weekend also will be a good week for football. And I think as we have been doing, uh, it's worth making some friendly wagers on on what's going on this weekend. So we're back to our traditional Sunday football. And there's only two games this weekend. We have... So sad. So sad. We have only the 3 p.m. game, which is the Bengals-Chiefs. And that's at Arrowhead in Kansas City. And then we've got a 6.30 game... Uh, for the Rams versus the Niners, and that's at SoFi in Los Angeles, and uh, also where this year's Super Bowl will be played. Um, Where do we start? 
do you have a feeling on? I I know who my bets are on, so I I know who my, I know who my pick is for the three o'clock game, and it's because I'm just not I'm not turning back on them. I'm picking the Bengals. That's great. I I I think that's it. I think this is a incredibly you know tough matchup for them. It's, you know the Chiefs obviously have more experience, um, but and they have you know the the home field advantage, which in in this circumstance really does help them out. That that place gets rocking, but I'm not turning my back on Joey B and the Bengals at this point. Um, you know, I just think new class. Like when you think about it, like Tom Brady's out, Aaron Rodgers is out. Like these are guys that you've seen. Like, like so it. Patrick Mahomes has obviously been in these scenarios a little bit, but like Joey B hasn't, and so I don't know. I think there's like a little bit of a changing of the guard happening here, and I'm going for the Bengals. I think some. I think they're going to pull it out somehow. If I were you, I would also go the Bengals, but I think the actual correct decision is the Chiefs. <laughs> um, but I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all because I would do the Sticking exact same my, thing. Sticking with my un, my underdog Bengals, like they've been they've been underdogs. Joe Burrow is so sick and tired of being called an underdog, and he's like, just stop with that title. We don't want to be called that anymore. You know, and they've been underdogs like the majority of this this uh, you know this playoff run, and I'm I'm sticking with the underdog. You have to stick with the underdog. Stick with them. I'm gonna take the Chiefs because um, I after watching last week's game against the Bills, I'm I'm afraid of the Chiefs, and I'm also <laughs> yeah, right, I'm right, genuinely right. afraid of Patrick Mahomes. I am afraid <laughs> of Arrowhead. I'm afraid of the Grim Reaper now. I'm afraid of Andy Reid and the Grim Reaper. Like I'm afraid <laughs> of the Chiefs, and I think just based on the Bengals played fine against the Titans, right? But it was a horrible Titans game. So yeah. I think they're going to get annihilated by the Chiefs. Fair enough. All right. Um, Rams 49ers in LA. Hmm. Um, honestly, I kind of almost feel the same way about the Rams that you just described the Chiefs. Like after seeing that offense last week against the Bucks, I'm just like... I. I don't I don't know that they can do anything like I mean I feel like they're at the top of their their game offensively. They're clicking on all cylinders. Yeah. Like their defense is fucking scary and they clearly scared Tom Brady and I love Jimmy G but he's not Tom Brady. So I I mean I just and they're playing in LA and if they win they play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. I think at this point like I mean, I don't see how the Rams don't win this game. I so, so, so fully agree. I also don't see a way. The The Rams, of all of the teams that I've seen, I thought, for whatever reason, that they would look a little more lame. Um, very wrong. It's not only a defensive, scary, scary D-line. Yeah. Um, I've never seen, like anything like Aaron Donald just coming out and absolutely wrecking Tom Brady last week. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's first and foremost, but they match it now because not only do they have Cooper cup, who is the best yeah. wide receiver in the league. They also have cam Akers who's back. They also yeah. have Matt Stafford who is slinging it. And very yeah. much like Joey B he's got the same mindset. He's like, all yeah. I wanted, I think his quote was all I want is an opportunity. That's all I want. Yeah. Cause I played right read between the lines. I've played on the lions for five years. The lions are horrible. So stop counting me out. Right. Yeah. So I think he's got something to prove too. If we're talking about underdogs, weirdly enough, I feel like the Rams, I'd like to see Sean McVay take it all the way. I am gung ho on the Rams for sure. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, I'm now very excited. I can't wait to start watching 
football on Sunday. It will Yay. be a lovely day, and I hope we get some really stellar games. I will do a quick shout to say, don't forget, after these uh, conference championships, there is a week off for the Pro Bowl. We'll talk about that on one of our episodes, and then we hit the Super Bowl. Now, I thought because there's only two games left, we can just do a little, like, rapid-fire DFS value pick thing here because there's obviously not a lot of guys to choose from. If you are still making fantasy teams when there's only four teams left, God bless you. Um, I might try to do it, but it's really hard when there's this few players to pick from. Um, So we thought maybe we'd do a little, like, rapid-fire. I sort of broke it down as, like, the best pick. Like, who should you pick because we think they're going to have, you know, they're, they're the best in that position. And then who's the best value, a.k.a who might be a little bit cheaper, but has a good upside. Okay, that sounds like fun. All right. So for the running backs, when I'm looking at this, I think the best overall running back pick is actually Elijah Mitchell. I know neither one of us are on the 49ers, but I don't think, I'm not counting, I don't think the 49ers are going to win the game. But from what I saw, the Bucs were really able to establish a pretty good run game against, um, against the Rams, and so I think they're going to have to lean pretty heavy on Elijah Mitchell, which yeah. to me means a lot of volume. They were they were definitely, you know, the Rams were definitely getting more to Tom and, you know, shutting Mike Evans and Gronk down. So when I look at it that way, I look at him as, like, probably one of the better DFS picks this week because I do think they're going to have to establish a run game. I think Joe Mixon might have a hard time getting going against the Chiefs. I do think the 49ers defense is really strong, um, and that might be a little bit challenging for Cam Akers, who you mentioned. So when I'm just looking at those kind of things, I actually think the 49ers will lose, but I think Elijah Mitchell has a chance to have a decent game against the Rams. Hmm. That's not what I was expecting you would say, but I think it's a really, really, I think it's really interesting. Like the point about um, watching last week's game and kind of stacking that up, yeah, I I could see it. I I could none see of, it. None of the guys left, uh, other than Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is probably like he was the, who the, I was thinking of. He's the one that had the best regular you know season and has been their guy. Uh, obviously, the Rams have been you know having some issues, but yes, they have Cam Akers back. We all know about the 49er issues, but Elijah's been the guy that stepped up. The Chiefs spend more time slinging the ball and Patrick Mahomes running the ball. So, I don't know. Process of elimination, I think the best potential pick for DFS this week is Elijah Mitchell. I think the best value pick, a.k.a. spend a little less money, yeah. but you you could see some upside, is Jarek McKinnon on the Chiefs. So, of course, probably one of the top rushers on the Chiefs is Patrick Mahomes. They split to some stuff so in the true. back in the backfield. Edwards Alaire touches it. Jarek McKinnon touches it. Daryl Williams, like a lot of guys touch the ball, but I feel like there's a little like click happening between Mahomes and Jarek McKinnon. He's getting some dump passes. He's pushing, you know, through, through defenses. So I think if you want to spend a little less money, but there's some decent upside, mm. I kind of like Jarek McKinnon. That's very interesting. Um, how do you feel about quarterbacks? I mean, I think you already alluded to, <laughs> I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes could be the best running back on the field too. So that certainly doesn't help if he is the best quarterback on the field. Um, Yeah. If we're talking about the best pick for this week, there's no guy but Patrick Mahomes. 
Yeah, I think if you're going to spend the money, you spend it on him. I mean, all these guys, you know, are going to are going to cost you a pretty penny. But if you're going to spend the money and you want the value, it's Mahomes. Like, I'm scared of him, too, after what I saw last week. So, mm-hmm. so I think, to me, that one's a no-brainer. And then on the other side of the ball, I do think the best value is Joe Burrow. He's, prob- he's, he's probably the third out of all three of them. He's probably the third, you know, cheapest. Jimmy G is probably going to be the cheapest in there. Oh, for sure. Um, Absolutely. Stay away from but- Jimmy G, though. But yeah, I mean, I, I just think, you know, Burrow, you save a couple of bucks, but there's clearly a, a lot of upside from this guy. Yeah, I completely, completely agree. I would I would definitely, for what it's worth, if we're talking about value, don't get, don't get like sucked into the Jimmy G thing. He actually, I mean, it's... Don't save your money there. No. Save your money somewhere. Go for like Correct. a second or third string, like wide receiver that like might get a touchdown, you know, kind of thing. Don't, I wouldn't... I wouldn't skimp on the on the quarterback this year. No, uh, this this week I wouldn't either. I would uh, spend the the third, second, or first best quarterback. Yeah. Um, similarly, if we're talking about wide receivers, I think again we already alluded to this earlier in the show. But if we're talking about the best pick overall, cream of the crop, it's really not a question. Cooper Cup last week just receiving the most beautiful Matt Stafford throw for seventy yards. Yeah. He's that guy who just gets yeah. in the end zone for big bomb plays. So yeah. Cooper yep. Cup, I think, is like a no-brainer. Now, I would be curious if there are any supplemental best value picks that, you know, around the Rams playing the Niners, do we feel like there's a best value pick there as well? Yeah, I mean, like, you saw how, how dangerous Matt Stafford was last last week. Um, I do think they're going to have to put the ball in the air, and so I do like Van Jefferson as, like, a – save a little save a little money here but you know that they're going to get the ball in the air if if the 49ers are able to you know get Cooper Cup you know if they're able to kind of get to him a little bit that opens the ball up for Van Jefferson so I kind of like you know two Rams here uh one obviously number one one number three um but again you got to save some money somewhere and Van Jefferson could be that spot to do it Mm -hmm. that's a cool pick um and then I guess there's also like while we're talking about wide receivers just before we move to tight ends um I just want to shout out Tyreek Hill for the most savage deuce sign as he was outrunning his defenders last week everybody get a new one bro it is like, so funny. It, it is funny, though. It really got me. Well, he's not on my list. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of a <laughs> but, snob. But pass catchers who are on my list are Travis Kelsey. Oh, Again, my God, yeah. Best pick and best value. Sp- spend the money on him. <laughs> he's a freaking, he's an animal. I just, he's an animal. Like, I, I know who the other tight ends are. I get it. But, like, best pick, best value. He's worth it. Okay, I agree. I mean, definitely Bengals Chiefs. I wouldn't spend two seconds looking at CJ Ozuma and whomever. But um, what about George Kittle? I have to ask the question. I I like it, but I I'm just I'm a little frightened for the 49ers in this matchup. I just don't know how this is going to go, and so uh, you know, that's that's why I leaned that's more fair. on like the the Kelsey here. That's that's totally fair. I would be curious what. Uh, Kittle's valued at, but I guess we'll have to make that value call when we see. I mean, he's probably going to be, without having my app open, he's got to be the second most expensive this week. Yeah, he's like, gotta be. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, but. Kelsey, best pick, best value, in my humble opinion. Okay, well, let's talk, uh, and this is the this is the silliest part of DFS, in my opinion, as usual, but we do cover it on these Friday episodes, and that is defenses. Um, usually, I just get the cheapest defense, but that being said, this week, we're talking about best pick. Um, I think you just you just touched on it. The Rams all over Jimmy G and the 49ers, and Trey, Trey Lance and the 49ers. I think that's a yeah. no-brainer. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I think I think all the defenses are fairly strong. They all have a, they all have the ability to make big plays as as we've seen over the, the the season and especially over the last you know couple of weeks. I think the Rams' defense is the strongest. Um, I think the Chiefs are the best value. They're probably a little bit cheaper. They're not really we don't really talk about the Chiefs' defense as much as we talk about the Chiefs' offense, but there is an ability to make big plays there. So, but I do agree with you. I think of all weeks, this is the week you just take the fucking cheap one. And, mm-hmm. and get some of these other position players. Yeah, I think it has there's to only be. Four, there's only four defenses to choose from, so like, just take the cheap one at this point. I think that is right. I mean, I would say for the best value pick, whoever is at the bottom, just take that. Because <laughs> the bottom. Uh, yeah. uh, that's my own personal opinion and strategy. But whoever's at the bottom, probably best value, because they all shake out similarly anyway. You want to save yeah. the money to get your Cooper Cup, or you want to save the money to get your Travis Kelsey, who is markedly better than the other tight ends, like, without right. a question. Exactly. Well, um, that's some rapid fire DFS for this week. I definitely think it's challenging to pick a, you know, a a strong team this week when the, uh, when there's just so few in the pool, we've made our picks for the weeks. We're both on the Rams, but we're, we're battling on the Bengals chiefs game. And I'm just actually, Oh, hang on a second. Uh So we each, we each got one right from last week. Uh Uh-huh. And the week before, uh, you got no. Wait, hang on. I think you swept right. last time. Oh yeah, I, damn right I did. I think you swept, yeah, right. and I got one or two wrong. You're right. So I got four. I got four the first week. You got two. And I got one. Okay, so I'm winning. I'm winning. Yeah, you're winning. But I will say I did it for the sake of argument because it's more fun oh, on the show. Whatever, whatever. I had a, I had a perfect pick. Perfect <laughs> pick did. the first week. You did. Thank you. And we but... split the difference this week. So, all right. Well, we've got the last three games coming up between these two and the Super Bowl, and then we'll make it even, here. I guess. Oh man, I'm very amped up for something now. Yay! I am excited. Um, anything you want to leave the people with? No. That's it. That's we've it. dropped all the we've dropped all the conference championship knowledge that we can drop for right now, I think. Okay. Well, go ahead and get those W's. Congratulations to any Bengals, Chiefs, Rams, or 49ers fans. Um, we're looking forward to these conference championships and we will be back on Monday for the huddle where we will wrap up what has happened over the weekend uh, and stay tuned for our Monday, Wednesday, and Friday episodes which will keep going next week. Enjoy the football.